0: Hello and welcome to Amanda's Wellbeing Podcast, a podcast where we discuss all things relating to your well-being, ranging from nutrition to physical and mental health. I'm Amanda Hayes, your host, a nutritionist with a passion for well-being. Before I introduce today's guest, I'll take a moment to let you know that you can subscribe to my podcast on YouTube, hit the red subscribe button and the notification bell, or on your favorite podcast app itunes stitcher spreaker spotify or google play i will also mention that although i will often be speaking with experts any information or advice provided in amanda's Wellbeing podcast is not intended to be used to treat cure or prevent injuries or medical conditions and it is not a substitute for advice from your own health professionals today i am here with belinda holmes Belinda fell in love with ballet at the age of three, a love that continued as she trained in dance into her early 30s. In 2004, Belinda discovered yoga, in some ways a natural extension of dance, but it also gave Belinda a chance to build on and understand the relationship between body, mind and breathing. In two thousand and eight 11, Belinda completed her Bikram yoga training under Bikram Chowdhury, the founder of the Bikram Yoga School, and then went on to qualify as a Pilates instructor. Belinda opened her studio, Eastside Yoga and Pilates, in 2016, where she offers a range of classes. While pursuing all these time-consuming endeavours, Belinda was busy parenting her six children. Yes, you heard right, six. Belinda is passionate about health and wellness. She is calm, thoughtful and kind. She is beautiful inside and out. Today we will hear about Belinda's journey to opening her studio, the benefits of yoga and Pilates and how she practices mindfulness in this busy, overstimulated world of ours. Hello Belinda. Hi, how are you? Good and welcome to Amanda's Wellbeing Podcast. Thank Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming on. I thought we'd start with um, discussing your journey to becoming a yoga and Pilates instructor, both from the personal point of view and from the practical point of view. So first of all, what inspired you to become yoga and Pilates teacher?
1: Well, I I did yoga many years ago and I found that particular style of yoga didn't fit for me. So it was quite a while until I did discover yoga. I um, did my first class in Bikram in the city. And the moment I did my first class, I knew that was what I was going to do. That was the one. That was the one. So from there, I think with the just movement and the connection, it just really resided with me. So from there, I just knew I wanted to have my own studio. So it took a few years and everything opened up to allow me to have
0: my own studio. In terms of um, how you got to that point, how did you actually train? Like, did you do a course somewhere and where was that? So I started practicing daily mm-hmm. and then I went
1: in to do advanced series. So I had a, a practice for a few years and then I went off to teach a training, which was really quite an emotional journey because yep. I left my children <gasps> wow. for three and a half months. Wow. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. So where did you go to do that? I went to L.A. So there's training twice a year in mm-hmm. particular Bikram yoga and the training is very extensive so you have to stay in a particular what they call the yoga bubble right and you get trained day and night and wow. really tested so you're basically just living yoga living they- breathing anatomy yeah. um, Every- postures dialogue so wow. many
0: things that sounds very intense but I guess that's a great way to learn just total immersion, isn't it? Definitely. Yeah. Wow. Three and a half months away from your kids. I know it was challenging,
1: but I guess I slept
0: for the first time in a while. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) And you know, these are the sacrifices you've had to make to open your studio. And you also are a Pilates instructor. So was that a similar thing or did you didn't have to go away to do that, or did you do that here? No, I did my training interstate, mm-hmm. but that came a lot easier
1: from a ballet background. Yes. Uh, because Pilates is dance based. So yes. It was formed from Joseph Pilates. So both yoga and Pilates is a body movement, but they're totally different philosophies. So I found the Pilates was very basic and easy mm-hmm. from a dance background. Right. But the yoga was definitely a lot harder to learn and
0: understand. And I think yoga, it's not just about movement, is it? Um, We'll we'll come to mindfulness and breathing. But I also thought before we do that, could you explain to our listeners what is Bikram yoga and um, why is that different from other yogas? Okay, so Bikram yoga is a hatha yoga,
1: which means you have a posture and release, whereas you've got things that other people have heard of, vinyasa flow, Mm -hmm. Iyengar, they're all Mm movement-based, so one movement, one breath. With Bikram yoga, it's the same 26 series and it's done, 26 postures and it's done twice in a row. So you can really have the opportunity to get deeper into those mm-hmm. postures and people a lot of people say do you get bored but you never get bored because it's just taking a bit deeper yeah. each time I found it very challenging at times and especially because of the heat yes. but the health benefits to having a heated room is amazing and um, to get that meditation style of just focusing on yourself your breath and your physical body is a great way of just calming the mind of all Mm. those external thoughts, what we
0: call monkey brain. Yes, I've (laughs) heard of that in Buddhism. But with the heat, is there a specific temperature? Well, we heat it to about 40, Mm
1: -hmm. 42. But um, the main thing is the humidity. So you're starting to sweat, the detox, the heat, expands the vascular system, helps loosen up the ligaments Mm -hmm. so you can have a bit of a deeper practice in a non-heated
0: room. Yeah, that makes sense actually. How do people, do people find it hard to adjust to the heat or do you think it's just a matter of getting used to it? A lot of people come in very nervous because they hear all these horror stories (laughs) about the
1: heat. But when they've calmed down, they've realized that you can always take a knee, but it's once you start sweating, you don't really notice the heat because Mm. your body's using its cooling down system. So... You know, I found that in classes where the heat hasn't worked, it's a totally different experience oh, because your mind wanders mm. because you can't, with the heat, you can't really think about mm. much else. So it's a it's a good form of meditation.
0: Oh, that's, yeah, that's very interesting. I hadn't really thought about it in that way. Um, so in terms of the meditation and the mind, I know that physical fitness is closely tied to mental fitness. So I just wondered... If you could talk to us a bit about how that has benefited you personally, the mindfulness practice, okay. Well for me,
1: I was always taught from a young girl because my dad was quite a good swimmer, right into exercise. That if you apply the same philosophy as you do to exercise and that discipline, and you apply that to daily life, mm-hmm. then everything will fall into place, you have that little bit more of an advantage. So, I find that. You know, having that discipline is, has helped me get through challenges in life. Mm-hmm. So that's why I think I like to give everybody a chance to have that discipline, come into a
0: room, do their best, and the rewards are plenty. What are some of those rewards in terms of maybe things your clients have said to you about it? Well, weight loss, they yeah. love that. Yeah, who um, wouldn't?
1: Because my, my skin feels better. Yeah. That. Mm-hmm. And the, the choices in eating, because when you have a regular practice, you can't eat a lot of a lot before class so then you start to think about what you're eating and yes. then naturally people drink a lot more water when they mm-hmm. have a regular practice mm-hmm. and obviously the benefits to drinking water is amazing so they just naturally
0: then will think about their hydration because it's something that they need to to have a regular practice so it sounds like there are um flow on effects and huge benefits obviously it's not just the, the moment when you're in the room it goes on from that in fact one of the questions i did want to ask which you just touched on was what do you personally eat or do you eat before you do a hot yoga class? I
1: only have something light, yes. Um, so banana, mm-hmm. something quite light, but the preparation I have is always hydration, right? So, and it's not necessarily the day of yoga mm-hmm. if you do it in the morning, it was the day before as well. So,
0: yeah, that's similar to running an endurance race or doing a triathlon, you need to get your hydration happening before not just if you leave it to during the race that can often be too late oh of course and you so, start to feel sick and
1: everything else whereas if you and you know just daily I think people don't hydrate enough
0: as it is yes I think part of it is that we get so busy that we forget um but you know I think these days you do see a lot of people walking around with water bottles so the message is definitely getting out there which is a, a great thing how about your personal daily practice Um, apart from actually running a business and parenting when do you fit in your own practice and is that separate from your classes you take or or do you combine it well i run every
1: morning so that's something that i've done especially having children that was just my little time to myself first thing in the morning and um, that is that's my little um, preparation for the day But, um, and I do have a regular practice. You can't teach yoga and not practice yourself because it's, you need to understand what your students are going through, what people are feeling, and then you can sympathize and empathize with them and and also speak from the
0: heart when you're giving them advice. And I guess one of the beautiful things about yoga is you can probably practice it anywhere when you know all the right postures. That's right. You can take it. It's a tool in your toolbox definitely Um, and then moving on to your own studio so what was the driver for you it sounds like you always had a dream of opening a studio what was the thing that made you actually take the final leap and how did you find a space can you talk us through that yeah it
1: took me a long time to find the right space Mm. um it took a couple
0: years I'm not surprised because I think it has to have the right feel to it, I imagine. Definitely. And I'm a real believer in when things are meant to be. Mm-hmm.
1: They happen for you. So I discovered the place at Arendelle and it's behind some shops. Yeah, it's and it's beautiful. Discovered it in, in almost nighttime, and there was garage garage doors on there, and it didn't look anything like it does oh, now. Really?
0: Wow. So did was it somewhere that was for lease, and you found it, or did you stumble across it and find out about it, or? Well, it was for lease for quite yeah. a while. Because being in the back, it's not really... Yeah, that's true.
1: Not many people could utilize that.
0: Mm. Whereas for a a yoga studio, it's perfect. It's It's ideal because it's away from the noise. It's a bit private. It's a hidden gem. It is a hidden gem. You don't really... Well, you know it's there because you've got the banners out on the street. But if they weren't there, you wouldn't really know. No. I know when I first had a look at it, I thought, wow, this is so amazing. How did you find this? And then when you actually found the space how long did it take for you to renovate it to the way you wanted it? A
1: year and a half.
0: Oh did it? Yeah. Wow. So it was a lot of negotiation with council that yes. takes
1: quite a while and then there was a lot of asbestos in the room we had oh, to take really? all of that out so it was, a, it was a huge thing.
0: Wow what a massive commitment. It's a gorgeous space it's got lots of natural wood and light and it's It's lovely. So it must be a nice space to be in as your workplace. Well, I love it. I tell everyone, make it your home. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, And then can you tell us a bit about what you offer there, what kind of classes? Because it's not just yoga and Pilates, is it? No,
1: there's quite a lot. So obviously there's hot yoga, there's a gentle yoga, a yin yoga, which is non-heated as Mm -hmm. well. So the gentle and the yin are non-heated. And then we have a vinyasa flow. And pilates, reformer pilates, and we've just got a new physio in there as well, oh, which is wow. exciting. Oh, so that's great! I found that when I practiced in the city, I loved my home, my home studio where I mm-hmm. discovered. But people that would practice Bikram are very Bikram focused, right. and I, I understood that that wasn't for everybody. So I wanted to have a place where everybody can come and do something. For them, whether yeah. you know, on a different day you might feel like a hotter class or you might feel like a, a non heated
0: class. Or at the studio we offer a whole array a whole of lot. things. So as I mentioned in the introduction, Belinda has six children and she obviously runs a business and keeps up her daily practice. So Belinda, can you give other working mothers some tips on how you do it? How do you fit everything in? Definitely organisation. Yeah.
1: So lunches are made the night before and, um, yeah, it's it's just about being completely organized. Yeah. My washing machine is always on. I bet. Yeah. <laughs> so it's never off. I look at it as a continual. I used to try and finish, mm-hmm. and that used to drive me crazy. Oh. So have the washing finished or have the dishes finished, and then that would actually drive me crazy. Oh. So the best thing I could do was let that go. It's a continual. It's not something that gets done. That's brilliant. No no wonder I'm going crazy because I'm in the finishing mode. (laughs) Exactly. I was for many years and when I let that go, it just made my life
0: so much and opened up then for more things. Oh, that's such a great way of thinking about it. And then the next thing I'd like to ask you about is nutrition. Because I'm a nutritionist, I'm always interested in other people who are focused on well-being and wellness, what they eat what they enjoy to eat. So Belinda, what, what's your typical diet? What do you like to eat? Well, I try and eat as natural
1: and organic as possible. So always fresh fruit, fresh veggies. I don't have red meat, so I occasionally have um, white chicken, mm-hmm. fish, but um, generally, and I don't have any dairy and no, and gluten-free
0: as well. Is that because you are celiac or is it because you just don't feel great when you eat gluten I don't feel good when I eat gluten I find that I bloat
1: yes a lot of people find that I think rather than having the test done I stopped eating gluten and then I worked out how my digestive system felt Mm -hmm. and how
0: things ran that way and I felt I felt so much better yeah so trial and error Definitely. Yeah. yeah, I think people in uh, need to find what works for them. That's usually the best way to approach diet with with a healthy base, obviously, of fruit and veggies. Another um, thing I can say about eating is I try and eat seasonal.
1: Yeah, great. So rather than try and source something that isn't in season, and naturally now I feel like it's when mangoes are in season, yeah. I'm eating a lot of those or stone fruit. Right now and things like that. So I try and eat what we're meant to eat at this time of the year.
0: Yeah, back to how probably our grandparents ate. Definitely. A more natural approach. Um, And the final question that I ask all my guests, if you could recommend two things that people could do to improve their well-being, what would they be? Okay, so the first one is drink water. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes, you're a big
1: fan of that. Definitely. And also having alcohol-free days oh yes i think that's and physical fitness i could go on about that forever as well so just taking the time to just take in 30 minutes of whether it's walking a lot of people say they don't have time i'm a believer then you make time so yes. sometimes i do get up at 5 30 5 o'clock just to fit that in and the benefits of how i feel f- having done that is enormous so i hang on to that that yes. feeling so that that drives me to keep moving and keep
0: motivated. That's a great, great advice. I agree too, because I think sometimes if you say you're too busy, you fall into a cycle where you don't exercise and then you feel worse. So you just have to set that alarm early and get going. Definitely and is a snowball effect either way. Yes. So, well thank you so much for coming on Amanda's Wellbeing podcast. And I look forward to doing a yoga class soon. Thank you, Amanda. Bye. Bye. If you would like to connect with Belinda, visit her website at www.eastsideyogaandpilates.com.au. On her website, you will find many useful tips about the benefits of yoga and Pilates and how to prepare for a class. I will put a link to Belinda's website in the show notes. And that was Belinda Holmes. You can subscribe to Amanda's Wellbeing Podcast on YouTube. Hit the subscribe button and while you're there, click on the bell to be alerted when new episodes are available. You can also subscribe on your favourite podcast app, iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, Spotify or Google Play. And you can follow the podcast on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. Direct links to all social media can be found on the subscribe page of my website at www.amandaswellbeingpodcast.com. If you would like to contact me, you can send me a message via the contacts page on my website. Please feel free to suggest topics you'd like to learn more about and people you'd like to hear interviewed, and I'll do my best to deliver that to you. Producing the podcast is a labour of love We put in a lot of time, money and effort behind the scenes. So if you enjoy Amanda's wellbeing podcast and would like to make a contribution via Patreon, PayPal or by Amazon to help ensure we continue to provide you with excellent content, please visit the contribute page on our website. Also, and finally, if you are listening on iTunes, please take a minute to leave a rating. And if you listen on YouTube, please hit the subscribe bell. It improves visibility and will help me source excellent guests. Thank you for tuning in.